yet another episode of the Have Aloha World Travel Podcast. This is episode 92. We are getting ever, ever closer oh, to man. 100. So close. So close. Uh, I am your, I'm your co-host, Kevin, uh, with me as always. I'm Catherine Toth-Fox. I'm Grace Maeda. And I'm Kelly Lopes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Kelly. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Aloha. Aloha. And Cat, uh, who's Keller? Well, well, first of all, um, just hello to everyone. Thanks for listening. And please, I mean, we're going to say this up front. Just, you know, we appreciate you guys listening to us. Um, please subscribe and uh, let us know how we're doing. Um, today, we have a special guest. We are in, what is today? September, what day is this? Like the oh, 12th? 12. It is yeah. the 12th. God, I can't believe it. I can't believe it's September and summer is... Well, not that we know what summer is anymore because we are gainfully employed and summer doesn't exist to us. But anyway, um, September 17th is World Manta Day, uh, the day that we celebrate manta rays and devil rays and rays of all kinds. Um, And the Outrigger Kona Resort and Spa on the Big Island will be having a manta ray festival and it'll feature coastal cleanups and educational talks. And one of the speakers at this um, Manta Ray Festival on September 17th is Keller LaRose, who is a president and founder of the Manta Pacific Research Foundation. Foundation. Um, so he will be speaking there. And we have him today on the podcast. So thank you so much, Keller, for taking the time. Uh, my pleasure. Happy to be here. Yeah. And, you know, we have interviewed you. We'll put this in the show notes, or Kevin will put this in the show notes, not me. Um, we did interview you about, I think it was in 2019, pre-COVID, about diving, uh, scuba diving in Hawaii. And we did talk about manta rays um, in that Q&A, but we are going to talk all about manta rays on this episode. Um, You have an interesting backstory because you were supposed to be a lawyer. um, And then you got sidetracked. And in 1985, you encountered manta rays on on a dive in Kona. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I just graduated from college. I've been diving in Kona and 84 with the family and then graduated from college in 85 <clears throat> came over and did our family vacation in the summer did my first manta ray mm-hmm. night dive like getting hit by a bolt of lightning you know at that point it's like i'm gonna come to scuba instructor which i did moved to Kona in 91 i've been diving with manta rays ever since last yeah. night i logged my dive number 17 no pardon me 74th dive wow. oh my god and we had 27 manta rays last night to celebrate <laughs> we, had, we, had, uh, we had i think it was 11 on friday night but last night we had 27 and some of the man rays like i saw last night uh hook well you know I, and we'll talk more about this but you know i've known that man ray close to 30 years wow that individual it's crazy Just- that's so crazy wait so you know i mean a lot of us like go through life and you know mm-hmm. we, we have a trajectory and then something happens and we we think about it. Grace does this like every other day. <laughs> yes. She's like, oh my God, I'm going to be like a professional amateur swimmer. Anyway, um, what was it? I mean, to, to, to stop your trajectory in law to do something so kind of divergently different, like what, what was that? Just talk about that experience seeing the manta ray, because that's, that seems insane. When I say, you know, I was supposed to be a lawyer, I hadn't applied to law school or anything like that, but everyone else with a political science and history degree in college with me, you know, went to grad school, right? And it was like law school or something like that. And, you know, 
bunch of my friends became lawyers. Um, but, you know, I, I'd taken scuba uh, as a uh, PE class when I was in college at Lewis Clark uh, because I was able to go and do a marine biology uh, class. And so we had like classroom throughout the fall semester. <clears throat> and then um, during our long Christmas break, we all went scuba diving down in the Bahamas and in Grand Cayman and learned, you know, field marine biology. So I kind of had that background. But, you know, I just kind of did that because it's an way, easy way to get a lab credit, to tell you the truth, um, which is way better than chemistry, I think. Uh, but, but then after I graduated, you know, we went back on the family vacation and uh, we did a night dive. And then we were with our friends at Jack's Diving Locker, who we'd been diving with the, the summer before, Jeff and Terry. And uh, Jeff took us down. He said, hey, you know, it was me, my mom, my dad, my two sisters. And uh, Jeff, Jeff's so funny. He's like, hey, you know, we can go and do a night dive. Uh, they say sometimes we see manta rays down there. And we're like, yeah, sounds cool. And this was 85. This was before Stingray City, which became a really big deal down in Grand Cayman. Uh, there was like really no megafauna uh, scuba adventures at that point. And so we went down there. Back then, that hotel was called the Kona Surf. Uh, mm -hmm. It was built in 1971. And we just dropped into the water. We swam right underneath the, uh, the balcony there, the, the big one eye. They got lights shining down. It was about 20 feet deep. And uh, it was lit from above. It, it, it was like a science fiction movie. I mean, it's lit from above. And there are these 10, 12 foot manatees swimming back and forth, just gracefully doing somersaults, eating on the plankton. And it, it was, I mean, words can't describe. Uh, um, and I just got so totally hooked on that. I mean, it was just such a rush. Uh, so we finished that dive and, you know, we're riding back on the boat. Just like, wow, wow, you know, just geez, you know. So we got back and I thought, maybe I'd like to become a scuba instructor. I'd already become a Naui advanced diver. So I looked into it and I uh, went to Patty College in uh, 1885 and uh, did the whole Patty, which is a professional association of diving instructors uh, regimen and uh, became an open water scuba instructor in 85 uh, and taught scuba back in California for a few years, but kind of always with the goal of going to Hawaii. But, you know, there's like kind of that nagging voice, like you got to get a real job. You got to do something. Your college get, yeah. Now these were the Reagan years. Um, but <clears throat> so I, uh, you know, worked with a couple different companies back in uh, California, but in 91, I finally moved to Hawaii, came out here. And at that time, the dive was like maybe one boat a couple times a week. Um, but we started doing it and the word got out because when you get in the water and you see those man rays, about 99.9% .9 of the people have the same experience that I did that. Oh day. yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's magic. Has anybody else done the manta ray dive? Kevin, have you, you've done it too? I did a, I did a nighttime dive once and it yeah. was truly, you don't realize how big they are uh, necessarily until you, they're coming right at you and you're like, Oh my God, this thing is bigger yeah. than me uh it's do it? oh we did it uh i did it in kona right off um the point of some hotel been, yeah keho bay i mean i did the i same, think it was keho. same dive yeah right and it was the one where um you like canoe out like you actually manpower canoe out and then it you know it wasn't as much of a full dive as just you hang off the boat you know you grab yeah. onto the ledge and you just kind of look right. around um, with eco i know that guy yeah mm -hmm. yeah it was super awesome yeah, it was really cool. And yeah, I mean, I can de I definitely see what you mean, though, by, you know, if you're underwater, just seeing these, I mean, they're really magnificent creatures, um, the way that they glide through the ocean and, and the way that they just look, you can see through, you know, the ribs or something like that. But no, it was, I definitely recommend it for, for any visitors, for sure.
what they're, they're just fascinating to me. I mean, they, they have a cartilage of the skeleton, no bones. So they're really graceful, right? I mean, the wings and the pectoral fins, everything moves. Uh, I had a, uh, uh, fighter pilot on the boat one time with me and he said that they have a lot of control surfaces and like with an airplane they've got like all the wings and, and manta rays can do that right they just move a little bit of the wing and they twist and bend just unbelievably graceful and then you, yeah like you said you look right down that mouth which is about a meter wide yeah. there's five of brank filters and they come right up to you just get just inches away and yeah. peel back and, and they peel back what are some things that people may not know about manta rays? Because I would I would assume like most people have never had that kind of up close and personal experience with manta rays. But what are some things that people may not know about? I know they're related to sharks. Um, what I else? Oh, really, Kevin? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Google before you jump on a podcast. Manta rays are members of the animal kingdom. Phylum chordata. That means they got a central nervous system, the spinal column. Um, they're uh, chronicthes, uh, cartilaginous fishes. Uh, they're lasmobranch, which means they have five pairs of plate-like gills. Uh, Myliobatiforms means that their uh, pectoral fins have evolved to become like wings, so they're like uh, stingrays, eagle rays. Uh, then uh, manta um, is actually a, there's two species. There's barostris, which is the pelagic open ocean manta ray. Those guys get to over 20 feet across. And then there's alfredi, which is the reef manta, which is what we commonly see here in Kona. And those are the small ones. And uh, we've used lasers to measure them before. <clears throat> the largest one we ever measured was 12 feet across. Um, so, that, which is, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a small one, but they're still way bigger than us. Uh, manta rays have the largest brain of any fish. It's literally the size of a human fist. It's endothermic, so it's warmer than the rest of their body, uh, which tends to indicate really high brain function. Uh, one of our board members at Manta Pacific Research Foundation, her name is Dr. Chilla Ari D'Agostino. And she's done some really exciting and interesting research with manta rays using a mirror and a captive manta rays. They put the mirror in the tank, and manta rays just hang out in front of the mirror looking at it. And now they're, they're seeing another manta ray. We don't know at this point if they're saying, that's me, or if they're just saying, hey, it's another manta ray. Mm -hmm. uh, so we got a lot more research to do on that. But like I said, they got a big brain and we, I'm in the water with them. I think they recognize me. You know, I mean, I was out for 27 of them last night and I had, uh, we had 11 yesterday afternoon. At one point we had seven come by all at the same time. And uh, I usually tend to, to run my mouth when I see them. I'm like talking to my regulator. I'm like, hey, there you are. How you doing? And I recognize them because they each have a unique set of spots. So I can say, hey, there's Vinny. How you doing, Vinny? What's up, man? You know, and, and well, people around me start laughing. You can hear them laughing in a regulator. And the man is like, hey, hey, it's color. You know, they swim back around and stuff like that. And we had that going on yesterday afternoon. It was just amazing. You mentioned that you recognize these man rays and that you've known one for 30 years. How long do they typically live for? Great question, man. No, um, man, it's like a fingerprint. And back in 91, uh, uh, Back in the old days, you guys, probably before you were born, we used what was called film. And uh, you'd have um, a, a roll of film and we'd take a picture and every now and again, you'd get like one good picture and you only have like 36 chances to make it. And I started getting these pictures of the manta rays uh, abdominal spot patterns. And I noticed that each one was sort of distinct and unique. And I, I read about how they are identifying uh, whales and uh, using the spots and the color patterns on their, uh, their their tails. So I started gluing the pictures of the manta rays into a big scrapbook, just a three ring binder. 
and uh, started our database. That was in 91. Uh, the first one that we really knew, her name was Lefty, and Lefty's left cephalic fin, her head fin, folded up in front of her face. And so the dive shops in town at the time, you know, it was back in 91, uh, we just, everyone called her Lefty because we knew Lefty, you know, she had a personality, she'd come right up to you, everyone said, oh, there's Lefty. Um, the oldest photo we ever found of Lefty, I believe it was taken in 1979, and we saw her regularly wow. until 2016. So she was full grown in 79. She was probably 40 or more years old. Wow. I haven't seen her in a lot of years. I've known her longer than I knew my wife. My wife so, um, but yeah, so it's like, you know, you see that spot pattern, and I, I just completely recognize it um, right away. Um, people are like, how can you tell this? You know, well, I've got, uh, I do about three night dives a week, I'm doing about 48 weeks a year, and I've been doing it for 30 years. So, got thousands of dives in the water, and I always shoot pictures, because we've got this huge database. So, if you see the manta ray, shoot the picture, you put it in the database, just see repetition, I start remembering so like last night, they had 27 manta rays, and none that I didn't recognize, and I recognized all the ones we saw, and uh, it, it's just pretty amazing. So <laughs> over all these like decades or, you know, of, of diving, what, is there like a, a really memorable experience that stands out to you, like something unusual that happened or well, uh, not graphically gory, um, but you know. Well, manta sex. Kath, I'm glad you brought this up. <clears throat> Mantha sex is pretty memorable. I did bring that up. Thanks. Oh, man. I got to put this as an um, R-rated podcast now. This is not for kids. <laughs> a lot of people think I'm going to say it's about when I rescued that dolphin on the Manta Ray Night Cat. But um, yeah, the Mantha sex was uh, pretty amazing because um, we know how Manta Rays reproduce. They're ovoviviparous, so the uh, egg is retained inside the female. We think it takes about six to eight years to reach sexual maturity. Uh, the male uh, manta rays, and this is true of all lazulbranchs, have what are called claspers, little hanging down things by their tail. The male inserts a clasper into the female. They, uh, they uh, transfer genetic material, takes place, and uh, then the, the egg is uh, matures inside the female. The gestation period from captive manta rays, we know, is about 370 days. Uh, and then from captive manta rays, uh, the egg hatches inside of the female, and then she can literally give birth to a fully developed baby manta ray. Uh, the manta rays, babies, and tona that we see are generally about three feet across. And, you know, I know this from reading it in books and, and, and stuff, but one night we were down on the night dive, and I'm always writing down the names of the manta rays, and, and uh, as the manta ray swims over, I take a picture or a video uh, to, to, to make sure I got some uh, record of that manta ray, and uh, Big Bertha, one of the manta rays that we know really well, she swims by, and I go, oh, there's Big Bertha, and as I'm rolling video on Big Bertha, uh, she swims by, and another manta ray named Timbuktu just grabs his, her petrol fin in his mouth, and just hangs on to her, her, her fin, her wing, really hard. And they start copulating right there above my head. You know, we're in like 30 feet of water. <laughs> like a 12-foot man ray and an 8-foot man ray are having sex right over my head. And I'm rolling video on it. And, and I think no one else noticed because there's, you know, six other man rays going wild all around us. Uh, but uh, shot video of it. And it only lasted like, you know, I don't know, 20 seconds or so. That's and typical. Then, yeah, that's and, embarrassing. And, right, I know. Right? <laughs> yeah, there's a crowd watching, so I'm sure. <laughs> oh, nerves. Uh, but then he let go, and she took off. But then we knew that uh, she copulated, and we were able to watch, you know, kind of the course of her uh, her pregnancy. Uh, and you could see the big hump grow on her. And about a year later, she gave birth to the baby manta ray. Wow, that's and cool, we actually. Saw the birth, but but we did see the sex. 
do, do you think you filmed the first Manta Ray porn video? I think I am the original Manta pornographer. Yes. <laughs> That's very interesting. Um, I a distinction in my career, yes. Right, yeah. <laughs> Add it to the list. Founder of Manta Pacific yeah. Research Foundation. Tell us about that Ooh. hard pivot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 20 million views on YouTube. You should have posted that video and seen how many views you I got it. Hey, it's out there. It's on my YouTube channel. Oh, it is? Really? <laughs> oh, I, was, I was doing a talk to a, um, a dive club one time and I said, and here's a video of Manta Ray sex, right? <laughs> and um, one of the guys said, you should put Barry White music to that. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I've got a copy of it, but you can't put Barry White music on YouTube. Right. Oh, right. Great. Yeah, yeah Barry White, Man Ray's Having Sex. Yeah. We'll find that link and put it in the show notes, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess we'll do that. Um, yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So, anyway, this is a hard pivot, um, but you've kind of mentioned the Manta Pacific Research Foundation a couple of times now. <laughs> Um, tell us about what that is, and I hope it's not just for, um, you know, seeing how mantas get it on. I'm sure it's not. I feel like it needs theme music right now. But anyway, <laughs> I was uh, I was at a symposium uh, back when the um, uh, International Union on the Conservation of Nature was in Hawaii. I think it was back in 2016, and we were in like this meeting room. Uh, the bunch of people from NOAA and Division of Aquatic Resources and everything, and, and it's like, oh. The director of Noah's coming, he's coming. And as the guy walks through the door, everyone's kind of like the hush falls over the crowd. His phone goes off and he's got a ringtone and this music comes on right as he walks through the door. And I'm like, this guy's got entry music? That is so freaking cool. So anyway, I want entry music. But anyway, uh, Man of Pacific Research Foundation. Yeah, I'll roll it. I'll put it in. I'll put it in post. We'll, we'll get something going. Yeah, I'm, get, yeah, I'm getting some theme music there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back in, um, gosh, about 2001, uh, we were uh, doing a dive and there was a gentleman diving with us and uh, we were driving down to the boat and uh, you, we talked about man rays. He'd done the man ray dive with me before and he said something like, uh, how much money do you need for your man ray research? And I said, what do you mean? He said, 10,000, 100,000. I mean, what do you need for man ray research? And I said, no one's ever asked me that before. He said, well, you have a nonprofit, don't you? And I said, no, but I'll get one. And, but it turns out it actually takes like a year worth of paperwork and all that to get a nonprofit established. Uh, and this guy, John, he, uh, he had to write a check by the end of the year because, you know, he, he's that Silicon Valley guy. And he had to write it off to get uh, his tax uh, uh, credit. So I turned him on to my friend, Tim, who has uh, just been accepted to the University of Hawaii Institute of Marine Biology to work on man for his PhD. So John was able to write his check, get his uh, tax credit, and Tim was funded for his PhD. Wow. Uh, but it did kick me in the ass and went out and we founded the Man Pacific Research Foundation in 2002. And it's a 501c3 nonprofit uh, dedicated to research, education, and conservation concerning man in the marine environment. Uh, since that time, uh, the research we've done, like I said, we've measured them with lasers. Uh, we've uh, assisted Tim when he tracked them and uh, we tagged him and tracked them. Uh, we've got the identification database, which is huge. Uh, right now we're working on trying to make an AI. So when people uh, uh, submit a photograph of a manta ray, the AI will automatically identify the manta ray. Uh, we've got a thing called Manta Ray Tracker, which is an app that people can get uh, for iOS. 
so you can look right in there and it does all the data for us management and uh, we're trying to learn more about the manta rays. Uh, the biggest thing Manta Pacific has ever done was get manta rays protected in the state of Hawaii. Uh, one of the very first things we wanted to do was make sure that manta rays didn't get killed. Uh, like I said, they've got great personalities. They're really excellent creatures. Uh, they're not hunted in Hawaii. Uh, traditionally in, in Hawaiian culture, uh, some people consider manta rays amakuas. Uh, so they're really, you know, revered in Hawaii, but in many parts of the Pacific, manta rays uh, back in the early 2000s were hunted. And in certain areas, uh, to, to the point that there's no manta rays left and there's big commercial fishery. Uh, so in 2003, we went to a division of aquatic resources and asked them to protect it. Um, and they could do it uh, with uh, an administrative rule, but only for like $50, $150 fine, uh, which is insignificant. It was only for West Hawaii. So 2003, 2004, 2005, uh, we just kept plugging away, trying to get manta rays protected in the state of Hawaii. And um, that's where my poli-sci major came in handy. Boom. You know? There you go. Um, but it took a long time. Uh, it finally, our uh, Senator uh, Josh Green at the time, uh, he uh, sponsored the bill in the Senate, and uh, Denny Kaufman, our representative in Hawaii, sponsored the bill in the uh, House. And in 2009, we uh, got Act 09209 passed, and Governor Linda Ling signed it, making it illegal to kill or capture members in the state of Hawaii. Uh, so that was the first thing. Um, since then, um, Manta Barostris, the pelagic ones, have been listed on the Endangered Species Act. So uh, all species of manta rays are protected in the state of Hawaii. Uh, Barossos are protected in all U.S. waters. Uh, and now there's uh, all sharks and rays are protected in the state of Hawaii. But, you know, we did it first back in 2009. Uh, so that's been a really, really great thing. Uh, we do all kinds of educational programs. Uh, we've got the database, uh, you know, for MantaFest this weekend. We're going to have all kinds of cool uh, 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 cakey crafts. So we're going to have the kids there. We're going to have all these... Uh, talks. We've got some amazing experts coming in to talk about manta rays. Uh, Chilla is going to be here. She's coming in from uh, Tampa. She's going to talk about manta ray cognition as well as uh, their coloration, how they have dynamic coloration changes on their back. Uh, Mark Hackney from the Marine Megafauna, Marine Megafauna Foundation is going to be talking about manta rays. Uh, he has experience with them down in Mozambique. Uh, Corey Nevels is going to be talking. She's a master's candidate at the University mm -hmm. of Hawaii School of Marine Biology. Uh, we've got um, uh, Kumu Roxanne is going to be talking about manta rays in Hawaiian culture. I'm going to be doing a talk about manta ray identification as well as kind of the history of the manta ray dive in Hawaii. Uh, Mark Dikos is going to be talking about the manta ray DNA uh, that we've been working with. Uh, that's a super exciting thing. We're back on it. Um, do I have a minute to talk about manta ray DNA? Absolutely. Well, you already kind of did with the mating, but um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh. Well, yeah, I know, but that, uh, that's the, the juicy part for you, Kev. I'm gonna right, right. Really yeah, that's that's to get the viewers hooked in, and now you talk about it. it, 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 it yeah, well, this is sciencey stuff, and I'm, I'm a pretty weak scientist, but um, when Mark was doing his PhD, uh, he got manta ray tissue samples, little biopsies from manta rays over in Maui, and he came to Kona, and he got about 20 manta ray biopsies on the Big Island, <clears throat> including lefty. And then... <clears throat> Pardon me, I got a little laryngitis in case you guys couldn't tell. And I'm really glad we didn't do this on Friday because I, I was like mute. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, he got DNA from the manta rays in Maui and about 20 manta rays on the Big Island. And then with the help of some guys from the University of Central Florida and NOAA, uh, they're able to sequence, uh, randomly sequence the mitochondrial and the nuclear DNA. And they found that uh, a male manta ray crosses between the islands every 50 to 150 years, and a female crosses between the islands every 500 to 1,500 years. 
Now it's only 25 miles from Maui to the Big Island, but that water out there in the Ali Nuihaha Channel is like you know thousands of feet deep. Alfredi, the nearshore, the reef manta, they don't like swimming over that deep water. They're the nearshore manta rays. Um, we've got a permit from Division of Aquatic Resources, and we're going to be getting some more tissue biopsies. Uh, my goal is to get 100 manta ray tissue biopsies, and then we can make uh, not just uh, a lot more data points to determine how far apart the two populations are, are interspersed, <coughs> because that's a management thing. But for our own manta rays here on the Big Island, my friends, uh, we want to be able to create a family tree. Uh, he's got Lefty's DNA. We've got Big Bertha's DNA. These are manta rays that are 40 or more years old. And then, you know, they have one pup per litter. They have a, a pup maybe every other year. They don't reproduce very quickly. Uh, there's over 300 manta rays that we now know on the Big Island from our photo IDs. And then we can build a family tree. And I think that's going to be really helpful for science just because then we can determine how manta rays reproduce. Is it just like a couple of females and a bunch of males? Or is it just a couple of males and a bunch of females? Is it just select few? Uh, you know, I saw manta ray last night, um, Kavika. We've known him since 1999. We see him very rarely, but it kind of like makes me wonder. It's like, you know, there's a whole bunch of uh, males out tonight. I, it, it, it's so cool to think about how these critters interact, how they relate, how their life cycle unfolds. Uh, and, and because I've known them for decades, it, it feel kind of like personally, you know, connected with them. Um, so yeah, we're getting some more tissue biopsies. And once we get to that 100 number, and, and when we do the tissue biopsies, it is so benign. Uh, there's a cleaning station that we go to uh, out in front of uh, one of the hotels. And uh, you shoot like a little, uh, it's a little uh, biopsy tip. It's, you know, the size of a, a racer and a pencil. It takes a little cute piece of uh, And the man rays don't even flinch. Now they circle right back around. They're getting cleaned by the cleaner fish, which are also biting them and taking all the parasites and stuff off. And so uh, the mantis don't seem to mind it at all, but it seems like we're going to be able to get a lot of information, a lot of science out of that. That's cool. Um, well, one of my big goals in life, if you will, is to learn more about manta rays so that we can ensure that the manta rays continue to survive here in Kona uh, and, and worldwide. Uh, they're such amazing and special creatures. And the, the kind of the magic that they can share with people uh, it's, you, know, you can't put a value on that because anyone that gets in the water with manta rays uh, comes away a changed person. And I think my goal is, you know, when people see those manta rays and they fall in love with them like I do, uh, they'll, they'll kind of take that home with them and, uh, and hopefully translate that into their regular life in terms of being, you know, more conscientious of the environment and ecology and protecting wildlife and stuff like that, you know. And I think we're doing that. We're doing our best. Oh, that's great. So, you know, if anybody is interested and is going to be around um, this weekend, World Manta Day Festival is September 17th at the Outrigger Kona Resort and Spa. Um, lots of great talks. It starts with the coastal cleanup. So a lot of information about awareness, um, threats to manta rays, and of course, how we can all sort of, you know, pitch in and do our part to save these creatures, but also the ocean, the planet and everything else, it's all interconnected. So uh, yeah, World Mount today. Thanks so much for joining us, Keller. We really appreciate it. Um, we got to get Grace in the water, man. You're the last I one that- has Oh yeah, that's right. Are you are you afraid? No. Me? No, no. I just haven't done it. Oh yeah. Just checking. I mean- 
Grace is going on a helicopter later this month, so she ain't oh, yeah. afraid of anything. Because we're afraid of the helicopter more than we're afraid of the manta rays. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, well, thanks for, thanks for joining us. We'll put information about um, the Manta Pacific Research Foundation in our show notes, so please go and check that out. And then again, if you are in town on the 17th World Manta Day. Um, any last thoughts, Keller, before we uh, end this podcast? Oh, yeah, you know, uh, come on down to the uh, Manta Fest 2022 at uh, the Outrigger Spa Resort. It's going to be really awesome. We got good talks. We're going to have a little raffle for some prizes. And, uh, you know, we, we did something last year. We did a cleanup for World Manta Day. This year, we're kind of taking it up a notch. We got a bunch of really cool talks. Next year, we're going to do even more uh, World Manta Day. Don't forget it. Awesome. Yeah, sounds yeah. great. Yeah, well, don't thanks forget for that. It. Everyone else, uh, follow us on at Hawaii Magazine um, on all of our social media channels. Rate, subscribe, and let us know what you think of the podcast. Kevin, anything else? Nope. You can find the show notes at hawaiimagazine.com. Uh, we got some exciting print editions coming out. And yeah, you can find the show notes where we'll list uh, Kelly's old Q&A and that, uh, you know, uh, salacious Manta video. Uh, that'll all be there. So you'll definitely, you'll definitely want to check it out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, it's everyone's support who keeps us going. And until next time, uh, we'll see you later. Okay. Aloha. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks.